Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. The bad seat, the broken day, the bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad life, bad dude, bad bad, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios in New York City. Ooh. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. People dress in plastic bags. Directed traffic. Some kind of fashion. Shake it up. Should do bit. All my friend that come around. Fetch a fud. Patio. Rats on the west side. Bed bugs uptown. What a mess. This town's a tatter. My brain's just splattered all over Manhattan. Should do be Shake out. Ooh. Are you with us tonight from New York? Uh, 855. 212-4CBS, our toll-free number brought to you by GEICO. Great news, you can save a bunch of money. Switch to GEICO, go to GEICO.com, and in 15 minutes you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. I was just saying out in the SPEW newsroom that uh, how bad the Nets suck. I mean, honestly, did I not say this last night? They lose every night. (laughs) And I, did I not, like, I bet on Oak, Oak City tonight. Right? They were losing that game. That game was in the bag. Mafia, you were watching it with me. The Nets had that game wrapped up. <laughs> they were up like five with 20. With 11 seconds left, it was tied. And then they got a technical foul on the Thunder. And, and Dinwiddie, their best player, because they don't have anybody else, with uh, the $40 million no-shows, they never play. So he goes to the line and misses the free throw. The tech, right? Then they get the last possession. They still miss the shot. A free, it was a free throw. It was literally a shot from the from the free throw line, right? Brick. They go to overtime and they get their ass beat. And I mean to tell you, and and even even they were gifted. Uh, Chris Paul drove to the uh, basket, right? And it, he dribbled it off his. He like lost it in his fingertips and dribbled it out of bounds, right? It rolled out of bounds on him. Gave him the ball back with 11 seconds. They got a technical. They still couldn't make the free throw. Still couldn't make the last shot. And then get whacked in overtime. I mean, you suck. And I got to tell you, they a uh, couple things. One, this coach isn't going to make it, right? At some point or another, they're going to realize, like, because this whole Kenny Atkinson thing, I know they love him and everything. Carver, I, did I not say this last night? That at some point, you're just going to have to get some big name in here to coach these bums, right? Because uh, they got... KD and and Kyrie for three years, right? Next year, they'll play together. The funny thing is this organization, they sell this team only as, you know, really as Kyrie and and KD, right? Have you seen the commercials with KD and Kyrie? They're always spinning the ball and wearing their uniform. And they're, but they never, they they never play, ever. Like, Kyrie Irving played one month, right? And then he's done for the year. And you know he's not playing again. And then... Katie's been out the entire year. 
Yeah, which they knew was going to happen. They so. knew that was going to happen, but, but it makes me they sick. They thought they were going to get a whole year out of Kyrie here. But they sell it as though they're playing. But, they but got that's commercials. Because, because the Nets are in a very, very, very hard spot. They've been in a very, very hard spot for 20 years in this town. They are the absolute, you know, like eighth out of ninth, seventh out of ninth in terms of mattering, people, people mattering or people caring about them. And what they did last summer, getting two huge free agents, that is like such a huge thing to them. That's what they're going to brand with is those two guys. Like, Karis LeVert's a great player. You know, really, Dinwiddie's a great player. Nobody cares. Like, nobody cares. <laughs> he's not a great player. Well, I'm not great. He's, okay. a, he's their best player. How, how about this? He's their he's best a, player. He's a very good Good player. Fair enough. Great's not that's you're right. Great's not fair. Yeah. The guys who aren't playing, those are great players. But they're really good players and nobody cares. <laughs> it's just that simple. They went to the playoffs for last year, nobody cared. It's just the spot that the Nets are in. They have to sell KD and Kyrie because they have nothing else to do. You remember the sell. night they gave me the luxury suite to go to? Right. <laughs> they should give me that every night. Kyle Bailey will join us from FNZ in Charlotte. That's coming up here in about five, six minutes. Paul Schwartz at 1040 East covers the Giants for the New York Post. A lot happening. The Panthers hire Matt Rule. That's what we'll talk to Kyle Bailey about, our buddy. And the Giants hire their new coach, my daughter. A stunner as the Patriots. (laughs) I still can't say it without laughing. They hired some guy named Joe Judge. Who? What? Who? What's happening here? Who? This stuff's too good to be true. Can you imagine doing a show on the fan here uh, locally for like today and tomorrow? Right. Uh, You don't even have to. I mean, don't even bring your lunch. Just walk in. You could be drunk. You could be high. What else are you going to talk about? This is too good. This is like doing stand-up. I don't even remember hearing this guy's name being mentioned before it was that he was hired. Ever. He wasn't even the first guy mentioned on his own team, and somehow he gets a show. How about the uh, newspapers in this town all had, like, pictures of Matt Rule and Jason Garrett and all this other stuff. They had it all figured out. And then uh, now they hire this guy, and then they're saying they're going to hire Garrett, allegedly, as the offensive coordinator. No, that's not happening. It's not? No, I heard a report today that – the Garrett asking to talk to Garrett happened Sunday night before they knew they were hiring Judge or losing Rule. They they were wanted to interview him as a head coaching candidate. Right. It's just that the leak that they wanted to do that didn't get out till two days later. So I don't think – Jason Garrett's not going to come here and be an offensive coordinator. I just don't believe that. He's coming off being a head coach for eight years or whatever it is. He ain't going to go be an O.C., well, he's going to wait till he's a head coach again. He might be an OC, but he's going to do it for someone who's, like, been there and, like, who he can respect, not some guy who's getting from the wide receiver special teams position here. But look, it's it would be smart of this guy to go and get somebody who has been a head coach in this Is team. this guy going to come on this show tonight and tell me this is a good hire? I have no idea. I'm, I'm going to puke. The, I'm going to puke. I have no idea. Well, here's what I will say. You know, obviously this guy comes with a, a high recommendation from Bill Belichick. I heard that all day today. And we know what that track record has been. These guys have not been good. We understand <laughs> He's that. He's good. <laughs> They're not. Well, but 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 here's the thing. Every all those other guys that were hired were all you know names that you heard about getting a head coaching job for a long time. I don't know if this will happen. I'm throwing it out there. Maybe it's the guy that absolutely nobody ever heard of that's been sitting under Belichick for 6, 7, 8 years that has never been mentioned for anything. Maybe he's going to be the guy 
that's better than all these other guys that got jobs. Who knows? I mean, it's possible. I guess it's possible. Anything's possible. It is. Before franchise is coming off two failed head coaches, like you it's needed just like someone that people Bob get excited McAdoo about. Again. Right, or you know, like when the Browns just hired Kitchens, you're taking a guy who hasn't been even a coordinator, you know, like offensive defensive coordinator, and saying, "Here, run the whole thing." You know, and and they said that he had like a really good interview or whatever. You know, I'm starting to think that the Tishes and the Maras are idiots. Honestly, like what kind of, I mean, how easy is it to fool them? And you have such young talent that needs to be like molded and shaped. Like I've, I would have thought you would have someone who ex- take come with experience. Are they here. now as bad as the Wilpons? I mean, honestly. All right, reports say the Kings are trying to deal for Kyle Kuzma and uh, off the heels of the Astros uh, stealing signs uh, scandal, the cheating scandal with them. They're going to have an answer on that in two weeks. Now they're saying that the Red Sox were cheating in 2018 in the World Series. We'll talk about that tonight. Kyle Bailey's up first from FNZ and Charlotte on the bench. You're listening to Pharrell on the bench. All right, 855-212-4CBS to get on the bench. Our buddy Kyle Bailey does afternoons on FNZ and Charlotte, and he's on the bench to talk about uh, this rule hiring by Tepper and the Panthers. How you been, Kyle? Happy New Year. Scotty Pharrell, what's up, brother? Happy New Year to you. Hope you're doing great, man. So um, tell me about this uh, this deal where he was able to uh, lure Rule, who was, you know, allegedly getting ready to have a meeting with the Giants, but that I heard all this stuff like he had him, I don't know, trapped or something in a, <laughs> in a house, and he just <laughs> wouldn't let him leave and lock the doors and had him at gunpoint and, and gave him $60 million and another 10 if he does some other things, too. He was just throwing money around. Yeah, no, it's holding him ransom. Was even going to call Mel Gibson. It was, it was a story. It's a, it's a really, really good story. I, I tell you what, he got the guy he wanted, Scotty, and uh, you know they weren't the only ones that wanted him, but David Tepper got aggressive and – uh, realized, uh, I think, mid-interview that uh, he was the one they were locked in on, the guy he wanted, and he wasn't going to let him get away. The Giants wanted him. Uh, but it's actually been pretty comical throughout the day to watch the Giants try to spin it as if Joe Judge was their first choice and not Matt Rule. But you know, David Tepper took who the Giants wanted, and I know some people are taking that as a referendum on the Giants organization. I'll leave that for other people to decide. But I think there's a rep- I think there's a feeling in the league right now that David Tepper's a guy you want to work for, and uh, I think that's why he got the man he got in Matt Rule. So I think he stole Matt Rule from the Giants, and the Giants are uh, full of it. Uh, there's they're lying. I think they butchered uh, every hire they've made over the last ten years. Uh, they're embarrassing, uh, and, and this and this hire that they've made, in my uh, opinion, is laughable. But but uh, let me ask you this question: When when Tepper came from Pittsburgh, because he was a Steeler owner, uh, he was uh, you know in bed with the Roonies, uh, and he wanted his own team because the guy's a multi-billionaire, and he obviously uh, got the Panthers, and now he's the man, and he's very rich and powerful. When he when he came there, what did you think initially? Like right off the bat, did you guys think he was uh, stuck up? Did you think he was cool? Did you think he was just a billionaire that was like, who does this guy think he is? Or what was the real initial opinion of him? Yeah, I think it was a little bit varied, but I do think the general opinion was just that, that this guy's not Jerry Richardson. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that's all that this town had known was. You know, the uh, the stoic and increasingly quiet uh, southern gentleman who turned out to have some skeletons in the closet. But, 
you know, Dave Tepper shows up. Uh, he's from Pennsylvania, and he talks a little bit different. He, he works a little bit differently. And, you know, he came in and did some things right away that built up some really quick equity with the fan base in the city, um, namely building a practice bubble and replacing the NFL shield at the 50-yard line in Bank of America Stadium with the team logo, something that Jerry Richardson just would not do uh, for a number of years. At first, it was kind of a nice nod to the league for bringing NFL to uh, the Carolinas, but then after a while, it was kind of an odd thing. So Tepper did some things like that to build up equity. Um, I think we're just now seeing the end of the honeymoon period and the start of some criticism. There are some people who didn't like the way that he handled uh, firing Ron Rivera midseason, and there are some people who don't like the hire that he made Although I like it personally, I think uh, the majority can get behind this. And so I, I think we're going to start to see the real time period that we can judge David Tepper beginning right about now. Uh, so Kyle Bailey's with us. He does afternoons on WFNZ, great station in Charlotte. Let me ask you this question, because, you know, I live here in uh, this hellhole. Uh, and I have to say, uh, it's a great city, but it's stressful. I mean, uh, you have to have massive stones to survive here, in my opinion. It is a place that can eat people alive. Uh, it is, a, you know, just a – it's insanity living here. And the money and the, and the people are just rude and just vicious. I mean, there are – I mean, literally – I mean, the, the nastiest people on earth live in New York City, and that's just all there is to it. You can quote me on that. And I hear these people say, you know, this guy the other day, uh, whatever, what was his name, Clowney, the Eagles fans are the worst in the world. He has no idea what rude people are like until you've lived in New York City, okay? So, and, and like, women here are, will spit in your face to get a cab, uh, kick in the shin to get a cab. So my question is this. Do you think there was any point where he – where Rule thought to himself, I got this billionaire offering me all this money, and I don't need that stress because up here, you you lose one or two games, they're ready to hang you. Yeah, no, I think you're all over it. Matt Rule has proven himself to be a really smart guy, and let's not forget this is uh, certainly not the first time that he's surprised people. When he took that Baylor job, I mean, he was a pretty hot candidate coming out of Temple. Oregon was, was very interested. Missouri had interest. I think Virginia Tech might have flirted it with him at one point. Like, this guy had good options. And he chose the Baylor gig at a time that it was toxic and seemingly nobody wanted to touch that place. He turned it around in short order, and he fixed the place. And so, you know, he's shown us that he will do things that are not customary or a little bit out of the box. And in some ways, that's what he's done here. But at the same time, you know, you, you just said a second ago, you know, we're in Charlotte. This is one of the fastest-growing cities in the country right. in a, a great place to live. Great place. you got a billionaire that will give him anything and everything that he wants, and their visions apparently align. You're right. He, he gets everything he wants, less the stress. Who wouldn't want that? I have to ask you, though, like um, in the sense of, of uh, Charlotte, like I have friends, a lot of them that live there, and I've been there. It's a cool place. Um it's a lot different than New York City. Uh, it's candy ass compared to here. So, my, yeah. but but in a nice way. I mean that respectfully. It's really oh, like no. it's candy ass compared to this place. And then this is hell on earth. And so I have to ask you, like, do you think he actually, um, uh, in the sense of living life, his family, his 
uh, the whole deal because he thought he lied and and you know and the, all this nonsense. I just need to be happy. Uh, I'm you know Waco's where we're happy. We're I I wrote this today on Twitter. I said you know you're happy until someone gives you 60 million happy reasons to leave some place like Waco, Texas. So uh, do you think he's uh, better off in Charlotte than he would be living in this hellhole? Uh, yeah, in a lot of ways. For the same reason you see a lot of really talented college football coaches less antsy to uh, take risky jumps to seemingly better jobs when they're making a lot of money in places that uh, the expectations aren't quite as high. And I'm not saying that's the case here. I'm just saying coaches have become a lot more savvy and smart about how they navigate their careers. And if you're Matt Rule, to your point, look, I'm part of the Charlotte media, Scotty. Like, I tell my listeners all the time, this ain't New York. It ain't Boston. It ain't Philly. You know, we are nice. We say hello and we hold doors for old ladies and we do all sorts of things a little bit differently. And that's not better or worse. It's just how we do them. I think he's he's realized that you can win, make a lot of money and be happy in a place that's not full of people that want to tear you down all the time. <laughs> he's going to catch criticism here if he doesn't perform and doesn't meet expectations. But, no, you're right. I mean, it's, it's nicer here, and I think he's probably aware of that. And I mean, nicer in the way you described it, obviously. I love New York City, but Charlotte's very very much not New York City. Uh, listen, uh, I, I've been here 20 years. I must love it, too, but I'm also crazy, okay? So, like, I'm, I'm perfect <laughs> for this place. Like, I'm a heart attack waiting to happen. Let me ask you this question. Is McCaffrey and, and, you know, we already know that he's Jesus, right? So are they keeping Cam Newton? That's what matters because McCaffrey's already like baby Jesus. Everyone loves him. Old ladies, dogs, cats, everybody. People that hate each other love him. Like, the, you know, he could bring anyone. He could bring Iran and the U.S. together for lunch. But <laughs> what about Cam Newton? I, I think the default position, this is as it was told to me by a member of their front office a couple of weeks ago, their default position is they want a healthy Cam Newton to be their starting quarterback next year. Cam Newton said in a piece written a couple of weeks ago uh, that they're going to have to ship him out of here if they want to get rid of him. So both sides are saying publicly they want the, they want to be back together again next year. Now, as far as any extension or guaranteed money beyond that, that could be an obstacle that could complicate things. But at this point, you know, people are talking about, well, Cam could, you know, do this for the Chargers or that for the Bears or, you know, X, Y, and Z destination. There's a strong argument to be made the team that needs him the most is the Carolina Panthers, and it's kind of been obvious all along. So I think Matt Rule would jump at a chance to work with a healthy 30-year-old Cam Newton, but if that's not going to be an option, I do think they're prepared to draft the quarterback seventh overall and, and to start looking at the future if that's what they have to do. Do you think that um, – because you had mentioned Rivera, right, uh, the way uh, th that he fired him. But in reality, did you think that the candle had uh, burned out? Like, did you think that it was uh, time? Uh, because they gave this guy seven years. So, it, you know, you had mentioned that uh, people may not like him, and if he makes some mistakes, he's going to take some heat. But guess what? He's not going anywhere. And if he does go somewhere, they're going to pay him for seven years, $60 million. So you better get used to Matt Rule. But what did you think of the way at the end was Rivera burning out? What is Washington getting? I, look, I, I think Ron Rivera is a really good football coach. Two days after he got fired, I sat down with him for about a 30-minute interview, and, it, and a lot of things became apparent to me. Uh, but, the, but chief among them was the fact that Ron Rivera had a plan for life after the Carolina Panthers. I think he knew that was a possibility. I also think it became obvious that after he was fired and Perry Fuel was, was named the interim head coach, that team and that locker room completely fell apart. Some of those veterans like Greg Olson got very vocal right. about the current state of the locker room. So – 
Uh, Ron Rivera is still a very good football coach. Maybe it was time for a change of voice and presence in the locker room. But you know, just like John Harbaugh, who we were talking about firing a year ago, now he's on the cusp of possibly making another Super Bowl run. I think the same thing would have been possible for Ron Rivera in, in Charlotte. But, I mean, if you're the Washington Redskins, that's the best possible scenario they could have hoped for. That You want to talk about an organization that needs culture of any kind, but certainly a good kind, it's the Redskins. And Ron Rivera can give them that. So I think he needed new life, a little bit of change of scenery. And I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they have a lot of success early on. All right, KB, one last thing I'm going to throw your way. Uh, the Nets suck so bad that uh, they lost their seventh straight tonight that you're a crappy basketball team. They, they might actually catch them for the eighth spot in the East because your crappy team's, I think, a little bit better than our crappy team here in Brooklyn. So I'll leave you with that. Like, you might have a really bad team, but they might actually catch another team that's worse than them. So let's see how it goes the rest of the way. I love you, KB. Thanks for coming on the bench and talking rule with us. Keep rocking down in Charlotte. Take care of things in the South for me, brother. You got it, man. Always a pleasure. Anytime. All right. Kyle Bailey does afternoons on FNZ, our great station in Charlotte. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench. All right. Who's ready for the divisional round? Pharrellonthebench.com sure is. Two games Saturday, two on Sunday again. Uh, you can't beat it. Pharrellonthebench.com is all over it. Every day you get the football, the pro and college rack, hockey, boxing, MMA. Big fights coming up on the 18th in Vegas, of course, with McGregor and Cerrone. Uh, amazing price, killer results, PharrellOnTheBench.com. Sign up today. Hide the money from your wife. Uh, the great Paul Schwartz is back on the bench in the biggest way possible. He covers the New York football giants for the great New York Post. Uh, how you been there, Schwartzy? And uh, Happy New Year, my man. Happy New Year, Scott. Same to you. Yes, it was a um, whirlwind of a morning, certainly, and um, very interesting, the Giants – not hiring Matt Rule and hiring Joe Judge, who I can honestly say if we talked yesterday, I would not have come on and predicted on your show that they'd be hiring Joe Judge. Right. I, I have to ask you, uh, so, uh, you know, they're claiming, uh, I, I don't know if they're claiming, they're acting as though uh, this was their guy. And uh, is the reality of it that that's not the truth, that they wanted Rule and that uh, beyond Rule it was – Garrett, and they had asked permission to speak to Garrett. How did uh, this judge guy slip in and steal this job? Huh. Well, it, it, it's it, this truth is in the in the crevices of this. Okay, uh, Matt Rule was a the guy they were very interested in. He was a priority. I was told he was not the only priority. He was a guy they wanted to bring in, and I think if you. Uh, gave a lie detector test to, you know, several people, Giants executives uh, a couple of days ago and said, you got to tell me who you think their head, your head coach is going to be. They would say, I think it's probably going to be Matt Rule. We like a lot of things about him. We'll get him in our building. We'll talk to him and we'll probably come to a deal. But they knew a couple of things. They knew that Rule was interested and the Panthers are interested in him. And they knew that David Tepper would, if possible, would throw crazy money at Matt Rule and that they would not be able to compete with that. The Giants were never going to give Matt Rule or anybody a seven-year contract, and they were not going to give, you know, upwards almost $9 million a year. Okay, now where does Joe Judge fit in? They liked him. They asked him for an interview. They, they, I've been told that Giants have been intrigued with Judge for a couple of years. Now, that doesn't mean they were going to hire him as their head coach, but these interviews do matter. He came in for an interview yesterday. And I was told he incredibly impressed at him. 
pressed the Giants, you know, the old-fashioned. He blew them away in the interview. And at that point, they said, you know what? We can see making him our head coach. And once Rule left for Carolina, they quickly pivoted. And Joe Judge is the guy. So do you feel, uh, Paul Schwartz with us from the New York Post, do you feel that uh, the owner, Mara, has been getting burned uh, by these recent hires and that maybe he's not so gifted after all at doing interviews? Well, I mean, w- well, look, that's always an interesting thing, the interviews, right? I mean, they interviewed Ben McAdoo. That was a little different because Ben McAdoo was already in the building. He was already their offensive coordinator. That had a lot to do with continuity. We kind of like him. He'll be good for Eli. Away we go. Now, I can't imagine sitting in that interview with Pat Shermer who was a solid guy and he was a good coordinator, but he doesn't have a lot of charisma and a lot of juice. And you're in that interview with Pat Shermer. It's like, okay, this guy's detailed, this guy's prepared, but he's not, you know, inspiring a, uh, you know, a, a brick, you know what I mean? So, so that, is, <laughs> not great. that must have not been great. You know, this Joe judge, he's 38 years old. Look, he's worked three years with Nick Saban, right? At right. Alabama, won two national championships. Worked eight years with Bill Belichick, won three Super Bowls. And we all know, Scott, that does not guarantee anything. There's been a lot of Belichick guys who have not done well when they've gone on to become head coaches. Look, we, the Giants will be on the ground floor with Joe Judge. There's no question about it. I think anyone who rips the move is just trying to get some attention. I don't think you can rip it. I also don't think you can say this is the greatest move. I love this move. I think it's an incredible wait-and-see move with an interesting young prospect. But anyone who tells me this is going to be the next great coach, I mean, I just don't know. I have to say that um, I believe, Paul, that um, that he really, you know, I, and I don't want to, I don't want to be mean or anything. I, I just, this is my feeling about it. I don't believe he really had anything to do with Saban winning national championships or Belichick winning Super Bowls. I think he was lucky to be on both staffs and. In concert with that thinking, I believe that he's smart enough, it would appear to me, if he was uh, shrewd enough, to learn something for those uh, 8, 11 years, whatever it was, that this could behoove him greatly for his future, that I think that he manipulated that interview with all that he's learned from those two great genius coaches. I think this kid, which is what he is, I could be his father, okay? He, this kid has learned something in some capacity that can benefit him moving forward. I don't believe he had anything to do, really. I think he was lucky to be on those staffs and to be able to come away with it with something as a educationally as a coach, I think that's where he has won the the grand prize. Well, I mean, lucky is you know you you make your own luck. Now you say does no special teams coordinator have any effect on a team winning a Super Bowl? Are you going to say that? I think they have a good. I think they have a really good special teams at the Patriots because of the players, and I think that Bill Belichick is the reason they win Super Bowls, not Joe Judge. Thank you very much. Well, of course, as far as, you know, in the pecking order, Tom Brady has more to do with winning Super Bowls than, you know, the 50th man on the roster. But, you know, the one thing about special teams coordinators, Scott, is they deal with more players than anybody, any other coach. You know, they have to get guys from all over, offense, defense, receivers, cornerbacks, linemen, and put them all together. It's a thankless job. Uh, Guys get plucked off the special teams on it. The first guys they cut – so those guys have to be a little 
manipulators. You know, they have to do all those things. And, and look, it doesn't hurt when you call up like the Giants did. They called up Bill Belichick. What do you think of Joe Judge? He gave a glowing endorsement. Um, and, and another thing about Judge is he has spent this whole year. Belichick kind of took him under his wing as far as he does this with young coaches who he thinks really have something. Right. During the season, he brought Joe Judge into his office a lot to talk not just about special teams or about wide receivers. He also was the wide receivers coach, but he would bring him in occasionally and talk to him about head coach stuff. This is why we're doing this as far as the salary cap. This is why we're doing this as far as the roster. Here's what we're thinking about as far as free agency. So kind of giving him a little head coaching crash course. Um, and, you know, that will pay dividends, of course. But, look, the key is this guy can't come in thinking he's Bill Belichick because, thank God, there's only one of those, right? right. He's got to be himself and use some of that knowledge. And, right, you know, whether he has the charisma and the smarts and he's good with the media and he's good with the players – I mean, that's all yet to be determined with any first-time head coach. I have to say that um, I, I that's very interesting what you're saying about him giving him all those crash courses in head coaching and, and everything that goes on with running a franchise. Really, I think that probably was a magnificent um, moment for him to get that kind of education in uh, you know high speed, Evelyn Wood-esque, if you will. I think that um, I have to say this. I thought that Shermer and McAdoo were atrocities with the media in this town. Do you think anyone is going to help him uh, do a better job? Because the media ate those two alive. They were just a disaster with the press. Well, I was told that, that Judge is not the classic rah-rah guy. Look, Matt Rule is a college coach, right, from Baylor. He was great. You know, he, he would have been great with the media. He's, these college coaches are recruiters. They stand up. I've seen interviews with him and videos from him. He breaks into a sweat. He's all over the place. You know, <laughs> he, he does. Have you seen him? Yeah. He breaks into a sweat, and he's talking, and he's moving with his hands. He's a New York City guy. Right. You know, so so he, that, was, that was an appealing thing, especially after Shermer and McAdoo. Now, I've heard Joe Judge is not that, but um, I heard he will be good with the media. Look, it, it, like I said with Shermer, you have to be – you know, a, a a a tree or a cactus to be worse <laughs> than Pat Shermer was with the media, okay? He sort of tried, he just was not good at it. So now you have now you have Joe Judge, he's a young guy. Look, you know what, Scott, he is getting he is a dissertation away from getting his PhD in education, okay? So he'll be able to be called Doctor Joe Judge. Not not too long. He's wow. a smart cookie. He's a smart cookie. And so any guy who's smart realizes the media is a big part of the job. And someone who worked with him in New England told me today he will understand the marketing and the media and that kind of stuff, that there is stuff that has to be done. And let's just hope he's better at it. Than Belichick, <laughs> I don't need to be. I don't need to have a thirty-eight-year-old Bill Belichick to deal with. Oh that. god! Oh god! I got thirty seconds, respectfully, uh, Paul. Uh, what's Eli going to do? You know him. Uh, he's going to retire. I, I do. I don't think he wants to play for another team. Um, I don't think there's another team out there that's going to hand him a starting job. He's got a wife and four kids. He's staying in New Jersey. Um, he thinks he can still play, but he's not. You know, he doesn't need the money. He's made two hundred. $52 million right. in his career. He doesn't need a dime. I think he's going to retire and be Eli Manning. He's coaching his daughter's swim team, and he's coaching the, the third-grade basketball team. He's going to 
hook up with some corporations and do his charity work. Right. And Eli Manning and everyone will love him in New New Jersey and New York. I think he's going to retire. All right. All right, Paul. Great stuff. Fantastic stuff on the uh, judge hire. I love you. Great job on the bench as always. Happy New Year, brother. All right, Scott, anytime. Thank you. All right, Paul Schwartz, a great writer with the New York Post, talking about the New York football giants on the bench. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.